welcome hello 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 it's thursday and you know what thursday is beyond small talk day i have missed you all so much because you know life happens and it's called like a day job and how you make your majority of your living and that you hey benita i didn't use your little um apparatus i just couldn't get my shit together today but anyway i'm back beyond small talk is back and we will be here moving forward hey rebecca hey vidya and i am so happy to have back on vidya ramachandran at vidya.r.warrior let's bring her on this is video believe it or not this is your second time second sixth fourth value Hey, Rebecca. Sorry, I'm wearing your jewels today, Beck, but you know I wear them all the time and I love them, so thank you for that. Um, hi. hi. Did you say sixth time? Six times. This is your sixth time on. And I'm like a little rusty. You know when you don't do this for like a few times and then all of a sudden you're rusty? Didn't introduce myself, didn't say what this is. So real quick, my name is Jackie Janik, women's empowerment coach. This is Beyond Small Talk. Welcome. Um... And welcome, Vidya. I'm so happy that for the sixth time, you are back. Yes, and I'm a little rusty, too, because I think the last time I've done a live was the last time I was on with you last year sometime. <laughs> <laughs> so last year we talked about, oh, and also, everyone, so you changed your, I love how in your everyone follow Vidya, in your bio, I have this written down, my life is a continuous iteration of experiment. I think that is like brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. How did that come up for you? Like, where did that come from? So I have been really sitting with the philosophy that um, life is an experiment because I think we, we talked about this in one of the times I was on about failure and it might've been the last time actually um, and how, you know, reframing it. And part of what helped me adopt that uh, or be, okay with the process of reframing it and realizing like it's not the end of the world and that I can grow from it is starting to shift how I was looking at each experience as an experiment. And so when you start putting all, every experience together, then you have a series of experiments and it's a little bit of a connection to my like science background, which I've not done anything with since right after college. But um, it's then adopting that philosophy that if you have a whole bunch of experiments back to back to back, then your whole life is an experiment. And they're all just iterations because each time you're testing something out, you learn from it and you're moving to the next and the next and you're building on what you're learning. So, yeah. That's a great reframing <laughs> to look at it because sometimes like, especially beyond small talk, I've been on a bit of a hiatus because as I mentioned, my day job has been um, a whole lot, and that's fine and great, and I couldn't do it all, right? And as women in your 40s, or as me in my 40s, I feel like I can do it all. And then I have to remember, I can, just not all in the same day. So it's okay that I needed to personally take three weeks off, and I did what I had to do with the day job, which turned out absolutely epic. Benita's gonna laugh, epic. Um, and now I'm ready and I'm back because also this brings me joy, right? In past um, episodes, we discussed soul goals, we discussed the warrior strategy, and at the end of the day, we talked about joy, and where's your joy? And this is, for me, community building and talking to women 
is joy. So even if I had to put my joy kind of on hiatus for three weeks. Yes, and that's what I love about it when you are definitely modeling it, right? Where it's, it is what, you know, what, if we're thinking about it in terms of seasons of your life, seasons of work, seasons of whatever, three weeks is not the whole, your rest of your life, right? It's a small time period where you had to buckle down and focus on one thing and kind of shelve everything else. And now that you've moved through that, you can bring some of the, the joy back in. Not that, not that you, you were completely, you know, nothing. I was completely like, had no joy. But like what my, my perfect yeah. feeling is not always in, you know, what we do that generates income for us. And that's okay too. I'm not totally utterly miserable and it's not soul sucking. It's actually, um, I was focused and it just made me realize that when I do focus on something, I can do it really well, right? So now I'm like, okay, and we talked about mind shift. It's like, how can I reframe that towards beyond small talk? And how can I put all of those ideas and that energy and that dedication and that focus now will here to this community? So, and that's your I iterative experiment, right? Oh, that is my experiment. Thank you. I love that. Um, I follow this other woman. She's like 29, but she, you know, it also doing this maybe, and sorry, we're off topic a little bit, but this does go back to my core values, and we could get into that, that I have a team of these three phenomenal women, and they're over 10 years younger than me, and they bring something different to the table, their thought processes, their energy, their commitment and passion, where I was kind of like, oh my God, it's so lost in the youth. And now I see it that it is there, it's just who you surround yourself with. And I am just so happy that I took the time and really thought through and fought for getting women that surround me, that fuel me versus sucking energy out. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I know we're, you know, continuing this slightly off-topic route, but I think that's why it's, like, we can have different circles that meet different needs and connect on different things for e each of us, right? Like, you have your circle at work, you have your BST community, you have your IRL BST community, right? Like, so we, we have all of these different groups I have some of my, you know, friends from college that we, you know, connect with and um, on a semi-regular basis. So, so I think like there's, it's nice to um, maybe not put, not, it's not like don't put your eggs in all in one basket, but it's nice to have um, resources and community more than one perhaps to, to help fill the different aspects of your, your, your life, maybe. Yeah, for sure. 100%. And if you're listening, <laughs> Rebecca and Benita, thank you, and everyone else who will listen to the replay. Um, we just jumped in because Vidya and I have known each other and sat in these women's circles and now six times beyond small talk. So it's so we get further into the conversation around what this topic is. Um, Vidya, can you introduce yourself properly that I just didn't throw it out the window yet? Yeah, so I'm Vidya. Um, I, what I would say, um, like, I, you know, like, there's my Instagram bio, of my life is a series of iterative experiments. But I would say my 
purpose or my mission right now or where I am in life right now is to for myself and support others in really claiming and being our most unapologetically expressive, free, creative, unique, vibrant, or vital self. Um, because I really do feel like the more we can show up as you know our true selves unapologetically, the more whatever impact we want to make in this world uh, is, you know, that, that'll help us or that'll supercharge our ability to make that impact. Um, so, so yeah, that is a, in a nutshell, <laughs> what it is that I'm up to. And, and, um, and I'm currently um, um, calling myself a, rig, um, a self-leadership catalyzer and recalibration strategist. So, so really what I love to do is I love to have these types of conversations and work with women um, through these types of conversations and help catalyze their own self-leadership and then help them understand what do they need to um, recalibrate to really step into that unapologetic version of themselves. Yeah, and it feels like especially women in their 40s I could talk to need a recalibration. And I was on the phone with my friend, a really good friend, the other day, and she's my age, we're both 47, we've known each other since like junior high. And she said to me, I'm 47, she's like, what else is there? Like, where am I going? And she's like, I love my job, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life till retirement. So she's like one of those jobs that have like set pensions and, oh, so when my kids go to college, and I'm thinking, wait, we're not like 87, and even if we were, we're it's 47, and I'm already, like, planning my next move in, like, career and all these things and leadership roles, and I can't put all my joy into, like, children or my child. I don't know if my child will ever go to college. I don't know if she'll get married. I don't know if she'll have children. I'm in a different place in, a, in my motherhood journey. Then when she said that to me, I was like, that and I was like I don't want women to feel that way that you're hit your mid-40s and you're like okay that's it this is it no it's not it so yeah. thank you for that recalibration I like that and it sounds like to me um that core values might be like rooted in this yeah process. yeah so what I've realized is really so I'll give a, a, an example of why core like knowing your core values is really important so I, um, shortly after I finished college, I went out to, <laughs> and I have not shared this story publicly with people. Um, I, my, my family knows and uh, some of my friends know and some of my one-on-one -on -one clients <laughs> know. Um, but um, I went out to California and said, I'm gonna you know, try to get into the, the acting world. And I, was sending out all of my like headshots and, and I had not really done that much theater and, and, and like acting actually to that point. But you know, I was like, I'd taken a couple classes. I'd done musical theater in high school and college and uh, a little bit in college. And um, I sent out all of my, you know, my headshots and resumes and all this stuff. And I got called in to this one agent, which I was super excited about. And I went and I did, a, I did a reading. And at the time I was supporting myself by, um, I had some savings from all of the work I'd been doing, you know, like working the jobs I had during college. And I was staying with a high school friend of mine who was already out in California working, like she was in finance and she was working. Um, and 
I had gotten this, you know, this talent agent said, come in and read. And I was doing little temp jobs. And, um, and so he was like, great, you know, there's, you know, sign a contract. This is what the process is. If we call you out, you have to go to an audition. And I said, and I don't know if this was just be, me being very naive at the time. I was a very naive 21 year old. <laughs> um, I said, well, what if I am working and like, how do I like, you know, if I'm already at a job at a temp job that day, like I'm, ass I'm assigned a job, like, what do I do? And he said, well, just lie and tell them you're sick. And there was something about that. And at the time, I could not put my finger on what it was. But looking back, like, I just felt that, like, icky feeling. And my stomach kind of got, like, really nervous. You know, I got feeling really nervous. And I said, okay, like, let me, you know, whatever, think about it. And then a few weeks later, I was like, this is not for me. I ended up um, going back home and looking for, you know, I work, I work in more of my academic field. But thinking back, what I realized a couple years ago, so this is like 20 years after the fact, is because there was a core value of mine that it's not right or it's not an integrity at my like soul level to, if I've committed to a temp job that day to say, hey, I'm sick and go for whatever, you know, an audition that I don't even know if I can get, right? And, and not even that part, but like the, the whole like breaking that commitment. And so I think there are so many decisions that we make that, or things that we want, you know, talking about soul goals, soul dreams, like things that we really want. A lot of the times we're thinking about what is it that we need to do to get it? And what is it that we're willing to do to get it? And we're not really talking about what is it that we're not willing to do to get it. Like, what is our line in the sand? What is it that we're not going to cross? And the core values are those, um, are the non-negotiables. Those are the things that really, if we are so clear on them, then we know, okay, if something pings against that, then we need to reassess. Is there another way we can get to that dream or goal? without crossing or um or ignoring our core values and non-negotiables and i love thank you for sharing your story <laughs> i didn't know that about you as you said <laughs> usually don't. Yeah. <laughs> um these are here so I'm up. and all the followers that will listen later um but i'd like that within your story, you realize that there was that core value. And I think that if we step back and think about these certain, just even like any experience, that there is your core values in there, right? So one for me is always authenticity. Like it literally it physically hurts me when I have to be inauthentic. And that sometimes will happen when you're at, you know, maybe your day job, and you have to smile for three days straight and be all like, da -da -da. you know, after three days, I think this is why I had a trade show. Um, and majority of the time, I do like most of it or am content, but you know, you have to put extra. Yeah. It has to make it really like extra up. It up that after that time, I am physically and mentally like 
so exhausted. And I was thinking about that, that when you just brought that up, that even four days later, and I slept, so physically I slept, I'm still exhausted. And you know, because it wasn't aligned with my core values. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. And, you know, they really, you know, when we talk about belief systems and um, trusting the universe and all of that, when sometimes, you know, when we are kind of going against, like, you know, or even our trusting our intuition, right? Like, if we're thinking like, oh, how many times have we thought, okay, okay oh, I, I might be hungry, but I ignore it, right? Like after a while, like if you keep ignoring it, same thing with your core values. And like, if you keep crossing it, at some point we're telling ourselves that we're, we're not holding that valuable. And I'm not, the words are not coming very clearly. Today. No, that makes total sense. And I think women, we innately have it. Um, just for safety purposes, like bottom line, who, what woman has not walked in a darker parking lot yes. and held their keys at night, right? Yes. Like who, would, or you felt like, you know, men just, you don't know why, but you're like, oh, they feel creepy, but you can't put your finger on it, yes. but you feel it in your body. And I think as you're saying, like we just learn to sometimes ignore ourselves and ignore those feelings or bury them as women because the thought is like, oh, I'm overreacting. Oh, yeah. it's fine. Uh, you know, but really, no, you don't. That bitch knows. And you know, it's just that, like you said, so somewhere in there, I think what I'm hearing is that there is your core value. So women, we really innately know. It's just, are we willing to, one, listen to her, um, to acknowledge her, and three, believe her. Yeah, yeah. yes. And believing is so important because, and and also the, the connection, right? Because if we're, you know, we are our body, soul, whatever you want to call it that makes up us, right? Anytime we're not believing a part of ourselves, then as we, you know, continue through life, like then we can't, we'll start to wonder if we can actually rely on ourselves, you know, to make the decisions or to, to like you said, um, when you're walking down the parking lot at night, um, you know, having your keep like, oh, maybe I don't need to. And in, in, in just in general, like, I think part of it is how I have come to identify what some of my core values are, is looking back to how was my body feeling in certain situations and why. And then as we continue to explore why, like, what is that feeling? And why are we feeling that? Then it it really helps us start to pinpoint what the signals were and how we might want to, like what language we might want to put around it. And so like, you know, I'm going to use a positive example now. If you, if you always feel so really lit up in these types of conversations, in circles with women, other women, then maybe connection and community is a core value for you, right? And so like just... I think there's just a lot of wisdom and knowledge that we can gain from really connecting to our body, which is also why that's now like at the forefront of the work I'm doing with women. But there's just so much there that we can connect to, to identify. It doesn't all have to be a mental, like sit down and, Hey, what is my core values? Let me like look at some websites and see what other people say or what companies say. <laughs> Let me pick the ones that resonate. Right. Cause that's one way to do it. And that's a valid way. 
You but, can Google that. <laughs> yeah. But also like there's, there's all this knowledge and wisdom inside you that you, you know, even if it takes a while longer to put the words around it, you can really connect and tap into what those feelings are and, and start to triangulate and retrospectively, like, you know, get that information and triangulate back to what it might be. Yeah, that sounds, that's a really great tip. Uh, everyone, note that down, I'll put it in the window. That I go through it every so often too, to think through my core values. Have they transformed? Have I, you know, what does it look like for me today? And you know what? Pretty much stay the same. And, but now this is another level that I could tap in more physically how I feel around them. So one of my core is, I mentioned authenticity, right? And freedom and how does that feel and how that looks for me. And why I love these kind of exercises and this core value is that when I need to make a decision, and you know how sometimes, like, the word, people remain stuck because you don't make a decision. Like, just make a decision to go. That if you were so clear on your core values, it's easier to make those decisions. Yeah. So it's like, hey, here's something come up. Like, this is, like, a job or something for you, too. Um, it's presented, and you're like, these are my core values. Are they aligned? Cool. Let's go with it. They're not aligned? Then <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It simplifies it, I think. And, and I think the other way, one of the other ways I was, um, I was working, I'm working with a client on this this week, um, to connect to it might be like, what fires you up? Right? Like, either in the, the small micro level of your life, or at the macro level with what's going on. And I think that we saw a lot of that during the initial like shelter in place lockdown with COVID about like how are companies responding and the way they responded and now the way that they might be reversing those stances kind of shows their, what they value. And you can use that as a potential employee or um, current or, or potential, potential employee, like to use that, like you said, to see, okay, is this in alignment with what is important to me? I mean, I think at the end of the day, we put a lot of weight around the word core values, but it's, it really starts with what is important to me. Yeah, for sure. Like, for sure. And then I like the flip side where you talked about, or we started talking about the non-negotiable, yeah. right? And I used to use this when I coached women in relationships. And then this is so important. It's like, you're looking for a man, woman that has X, Y, Z. Okay, great. Right? Say whatever that is. But what are your non-negotiable, like things that you can, like there's certain things that you cannot change. Like, do you want children or no children? Like that's like forever. That's like a, a tattoo in your face. Yeah. It's like children are our own thing. So if that is like a non-negotiable, meaning like I definitely want them or I definitely don't, that's a hard line in the sand. Like that's a, how do you define non-negotiables or what are some of yours, yeah. for example? Yeah. Um, so mine, I would say one of mine is I need to have, and again, like more work related stuff is coming up for me. <laughs> um, but I would say I need to have time for myself each day in some, some way. Like I've had a couple days this week where I've been going to like nine or 10 at night, just, it's been good because I've been being able to like being very creative and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, 
I need to then not set an alarm, like not force myself to wake up at a certain time the next morning so that I can ease into the day and have at least like a 45 minutes to myself before I have to jump back on into calls and, and all of that stuff. So that would be a not like a personal non-negotiable for, for me. Um, <laughs> something kind of funny was is um, some of, I mean, Jackie, you know this, um, and, and some of the listeners might know this, but um, I, in the middle of the pandemic, um, moved in with my parents. We both, we all moved to Arizona together. And so I did say, like, have a conversation of, okay, I'm now like 40, I was like 41 or 42 at the time, uh, 41, I think. Um, like, you know, this is going to be interesting. What are, like, I guess boundaries are similar, but hey, if we're going to make this work, I need my, my own space that I could have an office in. And so um, that I could work from, right? Like working on the couch is a non-negotiable for me <laughs> um, when, when there's other people in, in the space. And, and so um, that was another, like how I kind of came to that with a, like within my family example. Um, so, so those are just two that, I mean, that one was also kind of related to work, but um, yeah, I used to have a lot of non-negotiables with, with dating, like, Hey, depending on, you know, way you treat people, <laughs> if I'm on a date in a bar or restaurant, if you treat a waitstaff a certain way, that's a non-negotiable. You know, when they're bad tippers, yeah. right? No, no, not kidding, but that's a non-negotiable yeah. too, how you treat other people, like, you know. Um, yeah, and I think this exercise is actually a lot of fun, and I think women could go through that and think about what is not like it won't bottom line put a stake in the sand and say this is it and you are worthy of that you're and you deserve that and you're enough and all those things and I also like when women can say they're like non-negotiable without an explanation because yeah. you don't need to have one that's what you are being you whatever and it all is well yeah. for you so thank you for that um so one last thing um oh my god i forgot the question oh okay so thank you so much i asked everybody this last question because it seems like it can be challenging for someone to respond but i know you're um what it, what do you like about yourself Hmm. I don't think you asked this last time I, I was on. No, I started on this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, I'll give you a second. Um, <laughs> yeah. What do I like? I was watching IG, yeah. And this little, these little kids in school in Brooklyn were going up to in a mirror and they say what they liked about themselves. And I was like, oh, when I look in the mirror, especially over these few weeks, I did a little mini photo shoot for a friend and then I had this party and I've been looking at pictures of myself and I just look and like immediately at 47 I pick out everything I hate about myself mm, yeah everything and I've been you know in my work world for a long time photoshop had it with my friend for the past 28 25 years and it's like what do I like about myself and I'm still you know a few days later it, 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 it's a work it's a work Meaning what I see pictures, not yeah. 
Yeah. So I was like, look, we lose this from being a child to all your life experiences might, uh, what's the word I'm looking like, affect how you like yourself or yeah. what you see that you like about yourself. But what do you like about mm. yourself? What do I like about myself? I think I, what I like about myself right now or in, like, you know, presently and currently mm -hmm. um, is my kind of, I don't know if I would say quirkiness per se, but I think my ability to kind of be, and, and you can tell me if, if this comes through from, you know, being in circle together, but, but like, like quirkiness slash, um, not sarcasm, but kind of just like, like, I think not always serious, I think. Oh, totally. I, so when I was in college, um, people used to call me Phoebe from Friends. Oh. <laughs> because, and then I lost a lot of that, like kind of, yeah. I was like jumping from thing to thing. And then I lost a lot of that in my 20s, you know, mid to late 20s to like the last few years. So I feel like I'm kind of just bringing some of that, you know, not always so serious. Yeah, having fun and not taking yourself so seriously. And I like the word quirky. Like I like the word quirky. I think it's just yeah. Oh, um. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I know you have something to share. Um, where we can find yeah. you. Yeah. So, like I said, you can find me on Instagram. I have not been as present on Instagram. Um, that may change. Um, but you can also check out my website, which I recently updated all the content on there. Um, it's vidyawarrior.com. So that's V I D Y A w-a-r-r-i-e-r.com and then i created a little because i knew we were going to talk about core values and, and all that um and so i created a little visual of um a pdf of um where core values can kind of play in the um in figuring out if your soul dreams and goals are actually aligned to you um, and your values. And so that plus my, um, my own set of like principles for like recalibration is in a PDF that um, I can, I, I mean, I have a, I wrote down the website, <laughs> the link. <laughs> so it's a bitly link. I don't know if you can put it in the, in the notes or whatever. I will put it in the notes. Yeah. So it'll be easy clickable. And then when you listen to this on Spotify or Apple, etc you could just click and download it and i'm going to share it in stories as well because you are just like a wealth of great knowledge and get on videos and newsletter mostly does it go out on tuesdays wednesdays now wednesdays. yeah okay. i read it between i read every single one her writing is just quick quirky and to the point, and you always get like a little bit of gem out of it. And that's what I like. It's easy to digest. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, and I'll see you later because Beyond Small Talk is also in real life on Zoom. Yes. <laughs> Which has been a, a, a gift from COVID that now we can meet for wherever we are as Lydia has moved. Yes. That's pretty fun. Most <laughs> <of the> time. <laughs> Since, yeah. Yeah.
since we started our circle. Yeah. Our circle together. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Beyond Small Talk community. Like I said, we're back on every Thursday at 4 p.m. or you could catch us on the replay on your favorite pod. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.